Hello and welcome to Groove Therapy, a podcast that explores the effects of live music on our brains, bodies, and our lives, and provides a space for you, our listener, to learn more about how you can bring the magic of live music into your everyday life. My name is Dr. Leah Taylor, and I am joined here with my fantastic co-host, Tara Lee Weathers. Hey, everyone. I'm so happy to be here today. Welcome. Thank you. Well, I'm super excited for this episode. But before we dive in, I would like to take a second with all of you to get grounded and present so we can fully absorb this podcast as much as possible. So if you are driving, be sure to keep your hands on the wheel and your eyes on the road, but you can still breathe with us. But if you are a passenger in the car or you are listening somewhere else where this is safe for you, I want you to place your hands where your inner wisdom lies. So this can be your heart, your belly, your third eye, up in the air, in your aura, wherever that is for you. And we're going to take three deep breaths together. So take a deep breath in through your nose. And exhale out your mouth. And you can make a sound with your exhale, inhaling through your nose. And exhale out your mouth with a sigh. And inhale through your nose. And exhale out your mouth. Thank you so much for breathing with me today. I love you so much. Yay. Thanks, Charlie. You're welcome. Oh, this episode is very exciting. It was such a lovely conversation. I think you are going to leave feeling so inspired by this. I know I did. Yeah, our next guest is one of my most favorite people on the whole planet. She even lived with my husband and I for a couple of years, and we hunkered down together during the pandemic when everything was in lockdown. So there was lots of music and creativity and meditation and exercise and art happening in our house. And this person is just a vibrant ball of joy and also so playful and childlike, but also so deep and insightful and wise all at the same time. And so you might not already know who this is, but um, by my description. So if you don't, it is Haley Jane. And Haley Jane was a member of Haley Jane and the Primates, and then now is rocking a solo career. And she also has a new band that she's playing with in California. And she has an amazing new album that I have been so lucky to hear a whole bunch of times while she was in the process of recording it. She went down to Nashville, and it's called Late Bloom, and it should be out in November at some time. And I highly recommend checking that out. Like Jennifer Hartswick is on it and all these incredible players it's just so good and like I mean every song is like goosebumps central so I'm really excited Mm. for you all to listen to that and also to get to know this incredible woman a little better during this podcast yeah I know I certainly got to know Haley Jane better during this podcast I haven't ever spent time with her so it was just so lovely to have this conversation and to feel so inspired by her story and to see parallels with my own story and even like how I can use what she was saying to make my life even better. So I I really loved this interview. Yeah, that's one thing that she's also incredible at is that she's just so open and like 
doesn't hold back any like details about her life or what's going on. Like she's just so generous with with herself and because she knows that by sharing these stories and sharing her struggles and sharing her triumphs and and everything that it's going to at least speak to one person. And I mean, she's touched so many more than that. But I know that she is like she's doing this for such a pure purpose of being able to help these people. Um, Mm -hmm. in the world with her art and her music. And so this is such a good conversation that we had because you really like see how that is true. And like you said, you're going to leave inspired, ready to do stuff and like conquer the world. Yeah. And one thing we talked about a lot of different things in this interview and certainly about music and healing and health and all of the things. But one thing that was super special was to hear about her love story. Yeah. And, you know, I think everybody's interested in a love story. I bet you are if you're listening to this podcast. And, you know, if you follow Haley Jane on social media, you may know a little bit about that, but you get to hear even more in this interview. So I think that was pretty special. And I bet you are going to be very excited to hear the full story. Yeah, it's so sweet. So you're you're in for a treat. <laughs> yeah. Well, before we get to our interview, we should say that we are a part of Osiris Media, and you can find more about Osiris Podcasts at osirispod.com. They have so many amazing music and inspirational podcasts there, so definitely check those out. Yes. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at Group Therapy Podcast. And we're also going to be getting way more interactive with our Facebook group. And we would love to connect with you there and talk with you there and support you there to be able to implement all the things that we talk about during this podcast. So you can really take that the health and wellness and live music connection and have it so it freaking rocks your world. <laughs> Yes, because that is what we want for you. Yes, and that's the Groove Therapy Podcast community. I think I forgot to tell you, and that's very important. (laughs) Yes, so join us on Facebook there. Follow us on Instagram. Also, please follow us wherever you get your podcast on Spotify or Apple or all of the other podcast hosting places that you can listen to us on. And that way, not only will you be able to be the first one to know when a new episode comes out, But it also helps to let those platforms know that this is an interesting podcast. So then they'll highlight it for more people and then more people can find out about us and start listening to us and start living the groove therapy lifestyle along with you too. Yeah. So if if this podcast is helping you in any way or you're inspired by it in any way, then please share. Share with at least one of your friends and let them know how this podcast is affecting you. And that's just the beginning of the snowball effect. So more people can be able to realize how important live music is for our health and wellness and how it's not just this frivolous luxury item that it's actually an important part of our wellness. So the more that you're able to to share that with other people and the bigger this becomes and the bigger this movement becomes and the more you're not going to feel so guilty about going to so much live music because you know that and your like business that you work for and the people in your life will know that that's actually something that you're doing to contribute to your health just as eating kale or drinking a smoothie. <laughs> yes, that's right. So share with at least one other person and help us continue with this movement. 
that we have going on here. Yes. Thank you. We love you so much. And we will be right back with the incredible Haley Jean. Yay. So we're back and we have the amazing Haley Jane here with us. Hey, Haley. Hi. <laughs> it's so wonderful to be back. We haven't seen each other in like how long is eight it? Eight months. Eight months. Eight months. Before that, the longest amount of time was like four days. No, <laughs> for like a few weeks. <laughs> Terry travels a lot. Yeah. I but we were hunkered down together during during a lot of the pandemic. Which was fun. Yeah, we were a pandemic pod. Yeah. <laughs> so lots of music happening all over the place. And so today our theme is reinventing yourself. And oh. you are definitely someone <laughs> who has like reinvented yourself yeah. like many times. Mm-hmm. So when I say that, what comes up for you? Well, a lot of different things. I mean, the pandemic made me question everything. It made me question my relationship with myself, my relationship with music, my relationship with my family, my relationship with uh, where I li- where I was living, and it just kind of that kind of pause. I think for everybody made everyone question their lives and and how they were spending it and what they wanted to be doing and how, how they wanted to use time. And it made me slow down, and I started painting a lot more, mm. and I started reevaluating how I was going to exist because music had stopped and it was pretty much who I am. So without it, I kind of stood there and looked at myself and said, okay, wait, who am I without this, this thing? And so I started asking a lot of questions and some interest, the universe started to provide some interesting answers. (laughs) And then I met this woman at a party that I was performing at in Warren, Vermont, and she had an opportunity that I just jumped on. The universe has put really interesting things in my path, and I've just kind of gone on a new adventure because it felt, you know, my gut said it was time to try something new. So I didn't, that's what I think of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's like, that's a lot of transition. Yeah. And change because you went from like, Traveling and touring and play music in front of people mm-hmm. all the time. All the time. To then being able to only perform, in, well, in front of us, we were real people. Yes. But besides that, just like through a screen. Yeah. Well, it also made me realize how much of why I did music had a lot to do with the physical aspect of the energy exchange between the audience and myself. Because I didn't love the virtual concerts. I did them, and I'm grateful that people watched them and that we could connect in that way. But not being able to communicate with the audience in the normal way and not being able to feel them and be in space with them what made me realize that that is like... 70% of it for me. And so virtual concerts were really difficult. Not being able to hear my audience was very strange. But that's another way of reinventing yourself. You have to kind of re, you have to adapt the reality of virtual concerts. Well, yeah. And even so before that, when you were doing with Haley Jane and the Primates, mm-hmm. that was very performance and your whole body and like 
very loud and mm-hmm. and big and then you are doing acoustic and yeah. did a live album and then have a new album that's coming out mm-hmm. that has like so many layers to it and they're all so different. Yeah. Yes. They are. That's very true. And I think that they fulfill two different parts. Just like Yes Darling fulfilled that theater itch for me and the solo acoustic thing is my quiet sensitive side and the side that wants to talk about heartache and addiction and um, the difficult things and sing beautiful little ballads and things like that. Whereas with the primates are now with my band out in California, that's where I put my loud, boisterous self, the the self that has rage, the self that has big laughter and big, just bigger sounds. So it's you know, it's funny. It doesn't feel like reinvention. It just feels like tapping into and allowing those different parts of yourself to amplify when the time is right. So it's giving those little pieces of yourself an outlet. You know, I always bring up Frank Oz and Jim Henson because all of those Muppets are amplified pieces of themselves. And I think if we could all find ways to do that, we'd be a much healthier much healthier group of people. <laughs> yeah. That as you were explaining it, I was like, that doesn't sound like reinventing. It was exactly as you said. And yeah. I know you've talked about how much you love David Bowie and how he's always reinventing himself, yeah. but yeah. maybe he wasn't. He wasn't. Those right? are all just little pieces, you know, like those were all characters that are in him that he chose to amplify at different times. The character I play with, with Yes Darling is... She is a very real piece of me. She's the part of me that, even though I'm a feminist, I still love that 1950s, just just that vibe of, you know, I know that women weren't super empowered back then, but like, I love the dresses and I love the chivalry and the, you know, and so there's there's some shame in that character. And I think that's why I chose her to make fun of in Yes, Darling is because I think I, I felt bad. It's just like my my prostitute character in Madame Humphrey. I I was always so enamored with the idea of sex work and how women find themselves there. And I found myself always very curious. And so when I created that song and that character, I felt kind of like I was doing something wrong because I was like, had this curiosity around that. And so, but every time I got to go into that character, I felt a release from the guilt or the shame of being curious about a lifestyle that I, you know, I had friends that chose that path and I couldn't understand it and I wanted to and, and things like that. So I don't, I think you're right. I don't think I've reinvented myself. I think I'm finding different ways to let out pieces of myself characters and they're growing and, and erupting all the time. And it's just a matter of if you feel like giving them a voice or not. There's some I'll never give a voice to because they're too scary. <laughs> I don't want to scare people, you know, but there's, you know, there's all there's the darker ones, the meaner ones. And I don't think they need a voice. And so I choose the ones that I want to have come out. And I've been blessed to have an outlet to where I can do that. Because where else are we supposed to do it if not in the arts? I don't think society has allowed us the space to be our weird and wild selves the way that we should. And that's why everybody's so pent up and angry and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. That's why everyone needs therapy. Yeah. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, Exactly. Leah, do you have characters? I do. I do. Yeah. And gosh, I wish I had 
the all of the outlets like that. And I'm curious, like, has that been something that you've always been able to do? Or like, were you ever at a point as a child where like you were told that that person, that character can't come out or that person is that character is bad? Or like, have you always been supported and like showing up however you are? Yeah, I was very lucky to have a father who was an actor and he was a very wild man, very wild. Like you look into his eyes and he's just, he's, you know, he's a Vietnam vet and he, he just has this wildness about him and he would break into care. He had this witch character that was absolutely terrifying and that's how he got us to get in bed. <laughs> but like he would always become different people and he would always do voices and things like that. And it's important to me that kind of freedom. He was a very free guy. You know, he, he made people uncomfortable. He said the wrong thing a lot, but that was because he was his most free self. And I think maybe not everybody is like, you know, of course, not everybody is like that. Maybe not everybody feels that they need to be a million different people. I'm just saying if you do, that it, you should try to find a way to let those people out and embrace. Like one of my favorite characters is Moira Rose from Schitt's Creek because those wigs are so important to expressing the mood and where she is. Her hair on that TV show is so indicative of what she's going through at that time. And I think that your wild and most free and most authentic self can express and manifest in so many different ways. You just have to find, I'm lucky I get to go on stage and do it. That's pretty cut and dry, right? Like here, I have this stage, I can wear whatever I want, I can play dress up, I can become different people, but not everybody has that canvas. And so you have to find your canvas even if it's like your shoelaces or like, you know, just finding a little way. If you're in office, if you have to work in an office every day, find a little, your underwear, like even <laughs> if nobody sees it, find a way to, to kind of be, you know, Tara Lee and I cultivated and fostered lifestyles where we could be these wild people all the time. And I wish society would embrace it more. And that's a movement, right? It's a movement that we all have to try to be a part of. But um, I'm lucky to have met a man, my partner, who's also very wild spirit, who also has many characters and many, you know, different voices and things. And I feel very blessed to, I feel very free when I'm with him. So I think it's, it's also very much about who you surround yourself with. You want to surround yourself with people that allow you to reinvent, quote unquote, or, you know, create your different characters and, and let them come out freely. If that's something that you feel is inside you, I want to reiterate that if you don't feel that, you don't have to feel bad. <laughs> mm -hmm. If you just like who you are all the time and just, you're mm -hmm. fine being just you and just that you are, you're super solid and in, in who you are, then that's, that's awesome. I just know that I never know who I am from minute to minute. I, I'm always shifting and changing like the wind. So reinvention is an interesting term now that I think about it because I'm inventing. I don't know if it's reinvention, if it's just... Oh, you're always inventing. Always inventing, always coming up with new... Well, because you change and you go through different experiences and you grow and, and you, you know, different things come up and you experience different life events. And next thing you know, you have a different, you know, I'm, I'm dating someone who has a daughter 
and I've never been a mom. And so there's, that's a new character for me to, you know, remember to pack snacks, <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, and, and know when it's time to be fun and know when it's time to say, Hey, don't, don't go over there or look out for this or be careful. And it's totally putting on a new character for me. So I don't know that it's constant. I'm inventing. Now I am creating a mother character, which is very scary and exciting because I wasn't sure if I would ever step into that role. And so that's a definitely a reinvention. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Uh, well, so how do you not lose yourself when you're like stepping into these different characters? There is no self. Yeah. That's the part that it's so hard to explain to people. There, I don't know if I talk down here, if I talk up here. Like, I don't know what my normal voice is. I don't know who I am default right? When I'm not putting on a character, I don't know. And maybe I do have someone, like maybe you might know better than I do when I'm being my normal natural self, but I don't know. So there is no self because we're all just playing characters all the time. It's how you want to set up your avatar, right? Because we're light beings in meat suits and we get to create who we are. Now, some of, you know, some parts we don't get to choose, right? If we have chemical imbalances or if we have pre-existing medical conditions and things like that. Those are the parts of our, ourselves we have to, our meat suits, right? That we have to work with. But our, our behaviors and our, our, who we want to portray, it's always a choice. So I don't think I can lose myself because I don't have a self and I'm constantly just trying to be. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> uh, what else? <laughs> well, I have a couple of questions just from what has been shared. I, I think my so the let me say them both, and you can decide which one you'd like to go with. So one is when you kind of picked up and moved from Vermont to California like that and just like going with the what felt right at the time and really being open to this new possibility that was presented to you. Like, I love that. And I feel like a lot of people probably would love to be able to do that, but might not have the courage to do that or like just feel like they can't do that. So that's a question, just like any inspiration for people or, or whatever about that. And then I also was really struck about your comment about the interaction between the live audience and yourself, because that's just something that I love and something that we've talked about on this podcast before. So I'd love to hear more about that, too. Okay. Answer both. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's start. Let's start with the what I like to call risk taking or <laughs> reckless abandon, right? I've always been that way. I've always tried to listen to callings. I think that's how I have all have moved through life listening. Now, now when I was heavy, heavy into my addiction, though that voice got really quiet. So, you know, so I remained in one place for quite a long time, maybe when I, I shouldn't have, because I couldn't hear the cues. I couldn't feel my gut was uncalibrated. And so that's the hardest part is when you aren't right in your health and wellness, your uh, things like paranoia and intuition get really muddled, right? But since getting sober and changing my diet and my exercise, 
those voices are, those callings are so loud. Your gut is so loud and very clear. And when I met this woman and she was just these sparkly blue eyes and I could just feel her energy and she said, Hey, you know, it was cosmic. I was at a, a show down in, in, um, Warren, Vermont and performing during the pandemic. So it was socially distanced, but this woman hired me to perform at her sister's 60th birthday party. And I overheard her talking about Monterey, which is where I was born. And I was like, what are you talking about Monterey? And she said, yeah, that's where I live. And she said, you know, I was like, oh my gosh, that's where I was from. And we blah, 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 got to talking. And she had wanted to buy this shop from her friend, but you know, they were, they didn't want to see this beautiful little local gift shop, home decor clothing, really lovely store disappear. And so they wanted to buy it, but they didn't have anybody to run it. You know, I told her how much I missed it out there and how I missed my family because the, you know, pandemic really made me think about my family and not being on the road. And I, next thing I know, she calls me and she's like, Hey, would you want to come and run this shop? We'll make you a partner. And at the time, I just thought that was so weird and crazy, but my gut was just like, do it. You're supposed to go and do this. And all my friends were like, you're gonna what? You know, like <laughs> it's not me. It's not music. It's not art. I'm literally would be going there, running and owning a, a little shop in Carmel by the sea, the cutest little town in California. And I just went for it. Something told me, something told me to go for it. Now, I take that very seriously. And as weird as I thought it was, because it wasn't music, I went for it. And I believe this in my heart of hearts that after being there for a few months and running this shop, which is really hard and it's a lot of work, but I love it and I love the people and I play my guitar in my little shop and, and it's been great. But I was walking at a farmer's market a few months ago and I saw the most beautiful man I've ever seen in my life <laughs> and his eyes were sparkling and he was wearing a mask and I was like, who is that? And I could, my gut, everything was like, go over there, talk to this guy. So I went over and started talking to him and, you know, we're, we're talking, I'm flirting. He's selling nut butter, you know, it's <laughs> company positively nuts. It's, oh, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> nut butter with no sugar and it's keto and vegan. Check it out. Positively nuts. <laughs> and, um, but we get to talking and we were in the first and third grade together. Wow. And, and now I'm falling in love with him and we've been together ever since. And I truly believe that meeting Annie out in, in Vermont and all of these things were how I got to him and his daughter. And so you never know why the calling or the, or that gut feeling. It's never, it's never going to be crystal clear and, and bad things can still happen and everything. But one day you're going to wake up and realize, Oh my gosh, all of this had to happen so that I could get to this. And all of this had to happen so I could end up here. And it takes time and it's confusing. And I never expected to be a, a business owner. I never expected to move home to my hometown and, and all of that. But I listened and I trusted my gut. And I'm so glad I did because I truly believe that I found my partner and I'm playing music out there and it's different and I'm still adapting. But the idea of reinvention 
I'm still me. I'm still an artist. I'm still a musician. But now I also know that I can run a business and I can, you know, like I know how to friggin' place orders and, and do all this stuff that I, what's so cool is I didn't know I could work this hard. And I think it took me doing something completely different to recognize that I can work way harder than I've ever thought I could. And now, you know, I love my shop and everything. I don't know if it's my, I, I don't believe it's my future. My gut is now telling me that maybe it's time to go back to music. No, that's bull. <laughs> it is time to go back to music and art full time. And, but I know that this year of change and trusting my gut and listening to the signs and trying something new and stepping outside of my comfort zone has all been part of bringing me to this next chapter and this new level I'm leveling up so hard. You know what I mean? And I think that that's how you do it is by trusting the process and listening to your gut. Be healthy. Be healthy so that your gut and your intuition can calibrate and get really loud to help guide you to where you're supposed to go. Yeah. I remember when you were first getting sober at our house and mm -hmm. it was like you, the voices were starting to come so loud and the intuitive hits that mm -hmm. it was almost a little scary. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, because then all of a sudden you go and you hang out in different places or with different people and you start to feel them in a different way. And, and you're like, man, you make me feel uncomfortable. Like, I wonder if I've always felt that way. And I didn't realize that I was putting myself in these uh, energetically draining situations and didn't know that, you know, it just quiets your, it, qu it quiets everything when you're numbing. It quiets your body. You don't know when things are wrong with your body. You know, you're something simple as, uh, you know, I numbed pain, right? So I was addicted to opiates and I would be painting while I was, uh, high and sitting in one position. And usually your body sends you signals to move, switch positions. You know, you've been leaning on your wrist for a really long time. And I, I, I silenced all of the pain signals in my body. And therefore I was causing so much damage to my back and my arms and my wrists and different things like that. So it's something to really think about if you're taking pain medication or painkillers or doing things, even marijuana is fantastic because it still lets, it still sends you signals. You know what I mean? Or CBD. I do. I take a lot of CBD and things like that. There are, there are ways to help with your pain without completely numbing your whole body. There are beautiful things that Mother Earth has provided us with that can help with the discomfort that you're in, whether it's mental, emotional, spiritual pain. There's a plant for that. <laughs> There's a plant for that. So. I just highly recommend if you're using big pain meds, <laughs> just just maybe reevaluate. There's a huge movement in California towards cannabis. I mean, obviously, but there's pharmacists and doctors that have moved over to the cannabis industry because they believe in it more. And there's ways to do all of the things that they're trying to do with all of these pharmaceuticals with cannabis and other plant medicines. Yeah, that's also happening with psilocybin. Yeah. <laughs> Big fan. Yeah. Big fan. <laughs> Big fan of that. Mushrooms and plants and things and it's all good stuff. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that story. Like that's so inspiring and I love that and I absolutely agree with 
everything. Um, Life is short. Yeah. Life is short yeah. and it could be over tomorrow. And Or it can be really freaking long. <laughs> or it can be super long. <laughs> I don't know. I just I just think we, we, we have this space and we have this time and we have these meat suits, you know, like move in all the ways that we want and move through space and time. And, and I just think that don't let society make you feel like you have to do anything. Like, I mean, pay your taxes, I guess. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I just feel like I love you, Terry, because you fucking live on a boat and you wear sparkles and you're, you're you and you don't conform. And I wish we all could be brave. I, I, that's what, that's my big wish for all of us is that we could be brave enough to question everything, brave enough to look around at our lives and question, is this what I want? Is this really how I feel? Is this really who I want to be with and what I want to be doing? Do I like the way all this makes me feel? And listen to your gut and trust what you hear and then act on it. <laughs> yeah. That's the hard part. And the most fun. Yeah. That's the well, best. Once you do it. Yeah. Once you do it, like, I mean it, man. If you, all those questions you're asking yourself, is this where it really where I want to be? Or is this the partner that I want? And, and you're asking those questions. The answer is probably no. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's. Yeah, because if it was yes, you would know that and you wouldn't have that to. That resounding ask. yes is so, so clear. So clear. You know, I, I was single for, for years before meeting Nick and. You know, I dated different, you know, hung out with some different people and they were great people, but I saw his eyeballs and I was like, oh, there he is. Where you been? You know, like, this is great. And then bam, and we both felt it and we both knew. And there's just this resounding yes. And I believe that everybody deserves to have that. And I believe you deserve to have that, not just with partners, but with life, with your job, with your friendships. I also know that I am very blessed and I'm very lucky and not everybody gets the opportunities to run around and try to find all these things and figure it out. Not everybody can just travel across the country on a whim. I know that. And I want to be very clear that I recognize that, that I'm very lucky and very privileged to have been able to do all these things. I guess I'm just saying you m- might be privileged too, and you just don't know it. And you just might be a little afraid to take the risk. If that's you, <laughs> then I just highly recommend risking it. Yeah. I mean, I could tell you from my years of experience that of risking it, that I'm never like, wow, I wish I was back in that thing that totally sucked. I, re- I <laughs> wish I hadn't done yeah. that. Yeah, I wish too. that I like was miserable in that other situation that I was, I like never once ever say that. But sometimes doing the thing is actually so scary. But once I, I have never regretted it ever. Yeah. Read The Alchemist and The Four Agreements. Yeah, I have both of those books right over here on my shelf. So Haley, can you speak a little bit about the connection between the live? And I know that you have done at least one live show in in California with your new band. and, And you're about to play tonight, which is why you're in Vermont, right? Yeah. So I'm playing at Nectar's tonight. And Rob Compa's opening, and yeah, the connection with the audience is, it's such a big part. It's like, they're, they're, you know, they're more than half of it. They're just, 
That's why you do it, right? When you, when you get into the zone and I'm playing a song and everybody's listening, it's not about attention. It's not about, hey, everybody, look at me. It's that if you can captivate a room, and I love the word captivate, mm-hmm. that's my goal, right? It's not to get everyone's attention. It's to hold everyone's emotions so that we're all experiencing this story together. Because if you can do that and we can all be in it together, you can actually help people or change people or bring to the surface emotions that they weren't even sure they had or, or didn't realize they needed to, to face or think about. When you can play a song about something so real and they're in it with you, all of a sudden it becomes their story too and you've helped them realize something or you've helped them clear something or they start to cry and you you cry when your body wants to release something. There are hormones in your tears and so it can feel not pointless. I know it's not pointless, but it's just like in the recording studio. It's so hard for me to get to that place emotionally standing in a tiny room with headphones on at a mic where you're not supposed to move. Don't move, Haley. (laughs) You know, because I move. I'm a dancer. And so, you know, when we would make Primates albums, it was so hard to just stand there. They're like, okay, stand in this little box with headphones and and get the same energy you would from from on stage. And I'm like, no, but there's no people. And you're literally, it's 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 a beautiful back and forth of energy between the audience and you and between the audience and the other audience members. And, and it's just all this energy is being, being cycled through everyone and we're passing around emotions and we're passing around, you know, feelings. And I think that I've realized how important people are to the whole thing. And I will do virtual concerts, of course. Like I, I don't want to lose my connection with, with friends and the people that love my music. I always have trouble with the word fans. <laughs> I don't know why. But yeah, I'm and I'm exploring that more and I like to audience participation's really fun and I I've been exploring that a little bit more and and um but I don't like to force that cuz it can be kind of cheesy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're like sing along with me. But people love that. I, I and, love singing. And I do too. I'm all about the audience participation. Yeah, cuz I'm getting more into that and I think there's something really healing about everybody. Absolutely. Yeah. There's two things that are coming up. One, someone was telling me that they, that I reminded them of this one kind of monk, and I, I think that you also do. And that is like, so there's the one that's just like, it's all about self, and they become enlightened by working through self. And then there's another type of monk that's like, hey, everyone, let's get together and get enlightened, like, with each other. Yeah. And like, that is a kind of monk. And like, we've talked about how instead of rock star, you're like medicine woman. Yeah. And so you're... You're like, hey, but we're all in this together. Yeah. Let's be enlightened. Better. Yeah. I'm more interested in making people feel than being famous. Fame or like the rock starness or, or that, it's, it's always made me feel like my gut feels weird about it. I always feel strange about it. Yeah. It just doesn't feel like a title. I just want to help people, even if it's small rooms of a hundred people. That interests me more than performing 
for thousands of people and not reaching any of them. Well, and the other thing that was coming up that I feel like you, you can definitely do with a thousand people, 10,000 people. I have no doubt. And Leah's the one that taught me about this. So maybe you could explain it better. But the self other merging, that sounds like exactly what Haley was describing happens at her shows. So do you want to explain it again? So then. Sure. Yeah. So there's this concept that's been dubbed self other merging and it happens with groups of people and oftentimes when people are moving in time together. So the movement in time together creates this energy where people begin to kind of lose the boundaries of themselves and then feel like they are just one big conglomerate um, connected together. Yeah. And so it, of course, then creates more compassion and harmony and understanding between people after the experience is over. That's kind of a result of that, uh, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Especially with the band, I'm leaning more toward that, this togetherness and, and healing. And I, it's something I want to explore more for sure. Yeah. I see we are really close to being towards the end of our time because oh, yeah. we are time and space vendors. Yes. Um, so is there anything else that you would like to share, you know, out of all the things in the entire universe? Get healthy. <laughs> Work. Just focus on your wellness. Focus on the steps you need to take to feel really good so that your inner voice and your intuition can, can guide you where you want to go because she's listening. The universe is is loud and abundant and she's talking and she's setting you up for success. Yeah, when she's you don't working listen, in your, she can be a bitch. She's can be, yeah. <laughs> you know, so like for me, it's just, you know, learn, Tara Lee's really good at kind of hacking her own body. She's learned about what does good for her and what, and she really inspired me to start doing that. And I've been doing that the last year, you know, what, what I put, what you put into your machine, your meat suit, really affects your gut, affects your brain. It's all connected. And all I can say is that the best thing I've done for myself in the last two years was start to be better about what I put in my body and and find healthy ways to expand my mind or quote unquote party. You know, if you want to change your state of mind, there are really fun, healthy ways to do that. Don't do pills. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for coming to my TED yeah, Talk. That's, that's <laughs> complete. Plants and mushrooms, plants and mushrooms. <laughs> well, that's Yay. that is all. Thank you so much, Haley. This has been so inspiring. And uh, I'm just so glad that you got to grace us with your beautiful presence and send a great message to all of our listeners. And check out my new album, Late Bloom. It drops early November. Yeah. Lots of fun. Jen Hartswick is on there. Rocking the trumpet and the background vocals and all sorts of other cool people. Roy Ag from Prince's Band. And yeah, it's it got some cool cats on there. I'm excited. Yeah, that's it's awesome. so good. I got to listen to it because I'm special. Quite a bit. <laughs> yeah. Poor thing. <laughs> uh, but it's so incredible. I'm so excited for the rest of the world to get to hear your album. And I'm so grateful you spent this time with us. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. All right, everyone. We'll be right back. Woo! Well, that was so inspiring, and I'm so grateful that you all got a chance to dive into the world and the mind of Haley Jane, because I just, I mean, I know her so well, and I still learned new things. <laughs> 
Yeah, it was really sweet to have the two of you guys there because I could really tell that there was a, a sweet connection. And, you know, I don't know if she felt willing to talk about things that she might not have without having that, you know, like deep connection. But I definitely felt like she just shared so much and it, you know, it was so great to to see her theatrical side and like just to really get a uh, kind of a like uh you know pulling the curtain back on her inner workings and how she is her most true authentic self and you know i think that anytime somebody can really be in touch with that and live that in integrity is so inspiring yeah i yeah i loved so much how she's like you know each of her art and music projects are a different side of her and so originally we had a different topic for this podcast, which was reinventing yourself. But what we realized was that she's not reinventing herself. She's just allowing a different side of her to kind of take center stage. And I thought that was so interesting because like I have so many different parts of me and and like it just has my my wheels like going in my head of what are the different like how can I express myself and those different parts of me in different ways. And you know, like fashion is one for me. That's why I dress all crazy because it's a way that I'm able to express like who I am through clothing and why I'm so passionate about that. And then also in the rap duo with my husband, the Middle Ages, you know, that's like I have this like sassy New Jersey like character that kind of comes out that's like super confident and kind of a little silly and funny. And like, that's a really big side of who I am too. And I get to express it in that way. So I've just been thinking ever since that interview of like, what are, what are other outlets that I can use? And what are other ways that I can to like express those parts of me? And like, what would that look like? Yeah. Yeah. And I just want to say for like any listener who's like, gosh, I don't know if I could be big like that and do all, you know, do all of that. Like, you know, I, expressing all parts of ourselves are really important. And it doesn't have to be like big and out loud. You know, it can even be like, okay, how do I give voice and acknowledge like the little girl part of me that's really scared about this right now? Like, what does she need right now? Just asking whatever part of ourselves that feels like they you know, want to be acknowledged or seen, what do you need right now? What what would make you feel most seen and acknowledged? And whether that is, you know, like holding on to a teddy bear at night so that you feel more comfortable or, you know, going to a park and sliding down a slide or whatever it might be, or, um, you know, any of the things, it doesn't have to be like loud and all the time. It can just be like right now in this moment, I really need to take care of this part of myself or that part of myself. Yeah, definitely. And well, and also like if you're listening and you're like, well, my authentic self isn't loud and wild and like it doesn't dress head to toe in sparkles and like doesn't want to be on a stage singing like that being like you said, being quiet possibly could be a very important part of your authentic self that needs to be expressed too. So so don't get all caught up in that it has to look a certain way because that's not true. It's like that is also authentic to you. That's right. 
That's right. And that's the most important part. And, you know, Haley talked a lot about like listening to her intuition and really allowing that to guide her. And I really appreciate that because I I definitely feel like I have lived most of my life following my intuition and I haven't always known where it's going to lead me. <laughs> um, and sometimes it doesn't really make any sense. Like, why do I feel like I need to be doing this? This kind of feels like to the side of where I was actually thought I was going, but it feels really important. So I'm going to do it. And, you know, so it can be, it can feel difficult for me when things don't make sense, but I am also a person that like just being tapped into my intuition and following that is, is way more important than having it make sense to my brain. So Yes. And well, and also knowing that your intuition is going to speak to you in different ways. Like, the way that people are intuitively spoken to are so different. So for you, it could be that you hear like voices, or it could be that you see images, or it could be that you feel a feeling. Like I personally, I hear, I hear voices and I hear words that, that like help guide me. My husband has feelings and I'm like, well, how is that? How do you feel a note? Like I, cause I can't understand that. So if you've heard people say like the only way is through like hearing voices, the only way is seeing visions or the only way is feeling stuff. No, like those are the the different ways that your intuition can speak to you. And also know if you haven't listened to your intuition for like years and years and years, it's still there and it's still talking to you. It may just take a lot of practice and dedication and like working on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um to get it to come out and be loud again. Yep. Yeah, that's right. So I wanted to highlight a little bit of this in the... Did you know? So what I would love to say about intuition and just our body's knowledge is part of what I teach about with my patients and in mind-body skills. And that is that, you know, we used to think... 50 years ago or however long ago that everything came from our brain down that like, you know, our brain is our computer and it's in charge of everything and everything comes from the brain down. But in actuality, we have three major communication centers in our body. It's our brain and our heart and our gut. And, you know, interestingly, they're all connected by our central nervous system. (laughs) And so there is just as much communication coming from our gut and our heart up to our brain as there is from our brain down to our heart and our gut. And so these three communication centers are all the time communicating with each other. And Haley talks a lot about, you know, getting healthy and how she really got um, aware of what she was putting into her body and how it was affecting her gut. And that's so important because our gut houses what is considered our second brain. Like our enteric nervous system has just as many nerve endings as our our brain does. And the communication from that, you know, goes from our gut to our brain and what how we feel in our gut and how things are playing out in our gut can definitely affect our mood and can also influence what we're finding now, anxiety and depression. So that's really important to to remember. And there's a lot of people that are talking about how to heal your gut and how to, how to get a healthy gut. So that's important. But also 
our heart sends information up to our brain as well. And I have been certified as a heart math mentor for years now. And I love the research of heart math because it really does look at our heart's intelligence and how to affect the coherence between our heart and our brain, which also influences the communication between our gut. But they do research that is really powerful in showing that. um, So what they do is they will show a picture of a person and they have people hooked up. So they're measuring their heart waves as well as their brain waves. And what they have found is that the heart actually responds a little bit quicker than the brain responds when people look at a picture of somebody. So, you know, that's kind of like, like that intuitive hit that, oh, this person is safe or this person is not. And it's actually coming from the heart before it's even coming from the brain. So I think that's really cool because so often we will have these feelings, whether they're in our heart or in our gut. And, you know, we may or may not be in touch with them, but they are sending information up to our brain as to, you know, whether things are safe or what we think about things. And so it's really important to to stay aware of those and to keep those three communication centers healthy and actively communicating with each other in alignment with each other. Well, that is so cool. And um, I'm going to give you a practical way to put that into practice of using your gut and your heart so you are able to make decisions with greater ease because your intuition will start shouting on what you should do. And so that is what I'm going to share for my section. Daily Jam. Okay, so first I want you to start when you have to make the next decision that you have to make, whatever that is. Maybe you're at the grocery store and you're like, do I get the almond milk or do I get the oat milk? Or maybe it's like, which shoes should I wear? Should I wear my sandals or these really sweet boots? Or I don't know. That's the the things I can think of right now. (laughs) Um, So the next decision, whatever it is, I want you to put one hand on your belly, on your gut, and another hand on your heart. And you're just going to say, thank you, gut, for being so wise. And then you'll say, thank you, heart, for being so wise. And take a deep breath in. And then you'll exhale out. And then whatever the first thing that pops in your head, that's the choice you're going to make. So even if you don't think it's the right one, you're like, no, but I wanted to wear those other shoes. Listen to it and wear the shoes that came up. Maybe you're like, but I really wanted the oat milk. No, your intuition wanted you to have the almond milk. You're going to go with the almond milk. And I can't tell you how many times I disagree with my intuition, but if I don't listen, I'm always wrong. Like that almond or the oat milk is going to be moldy or like it made me sick and those shoes gave me blisters, whatever it was. My intuition is always right 100% of the time. So I want you to the next decision that you have to make, you're going to thank your belly for being so wise. Thank your heart for being so wise. Take a breath and just make a choice and know that if you're listening to your intuition, you can never go wrong. So just listen to it and do what it says. Yeah, awesome. I love that. And, you know, going back to what Tara Lee said before, like that answer can come in many different ways. It could be a word that you hear, or it can be an image that you see, or it could just be a feeling that this is the right one. So just remain open to however that answer comes. Yeah. And if you don't hear an answer because your intuition is so quiet, 
just pick something anyway (laughs) and pick it right away and know that that's probably your intuition speaking to you and giving you the thing and just like notice how that feels. Yeah, definitely don't trip out on this if it's like, I don't know, I don't hear anything. Yeah. So another part of this is that you have to make the choice within three seconds. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then over time, you know, with practice and listening to your intuition and doing this over and over and over again, you're going to strengthen that ability to hear your intuition. So it's all in service of strengthening your intuition. Yeah. I got fish in Atlantic City. I was at this after party and I was having the time of my life. And Dan had already left. He left like a half an hour before me and I was just dancing and having so much fun. And then my intuition was like, Terry, it's time to go. And I was like, no, but I like I was like arguing in my head. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like, no, I want to stay. And it's like, nope, Terry, it's time to go. And I was like, damn it. And I left and then I ended up running into a friend that I hadn't seen in years and years. And we had a really great connection. And then I saw these other people that I was like trying to see the whole time. And I just bumped into them and then went in. So I was like, okay, yeah, that's why I had to leave that party because this had to happen. Mm -hmm. Yep. And that's following your intuition and your brain doesn't even, it's not quite making sense of it, but that's okay. Yeah, your brain might try to fight you like my brain does all the time. But then I still and I try to be bratty about it. But then I always listen. (laughs) (laughs) It's like the rebel in me. I'm like, no, but I want to stay. Yeah. But then I always end up listening. Yeah. So try that out and let us know how it goes at the Groove Therapy podcast community on Facebook. There will be a little question asked so that you can just go on there and let us know what your experience is like. Yes, we're so excited to support you. Also, if you're having difficulty with this and you need a little bit support, that's like a great place under the post that is there to ask for support too. I love helping people with this stuff. It's like one of my favorite subjects. Nice. Yeah, so reach out for support or let us know all of the amazingness that follows as you as you listen to your intuition. We'd love to really celebrate you in that too. Yes. Well, and Leah, I know that your intuition has led you to do some pretty incredible things. So what's something that you would like to share with our audience right now? Mm, Yeah. Well, I, so one thing that I let my intuition do is to help me in creating really great resources for my community. So if you would like to be a part of my community and receive those, I just put out a body love meditation this past week. And I would love for you to join my newsletter. You can do that at embodiedgroove.com. And I really just feel into what feels like is most needed at the time. And I love helping to support my community through guided meditations or dances or just talking about topics that are important. And a lot of the things that I talk about in my newsletter are actually related to the topics that we talk about here on the Groove Therapy podcast. So if you'd like to dive deeper into that, then I'd love to be there for you to do that. So you can do that again at embodiedgroove.com. Wonderful. Sounds amazing. Yeah. And how about you, Tara Lee? Well, my intuition was always obsessed with Costa Rica. Like I knew nothing about it really. I just like knew that that was a place that I had to go. And the first time I went, 
I spent, I think, the weekend there. And then the next time I came, I spent a week there. And then the next time I came, I spent like three weeks there. And then now I spend about two months there. <laughs> um, and while I'm there, I lead, I always lead an incredible magical, wonderful retreat. And so this year, it's happening right after Fish Mexico and right after the Envision Festival. So if you are going to those, this is a great place to kind of integrate everything that happened in paradise. And if you're not going to those things, it's the perfect place to integrate everything that all the live music experiences that you've had in your life in paradise in a beautiful place. So it's happening March 1st through the 6th at the Imaloa Institute in Dominical, Costa Rica. And is a five-star eco-friendly resort. It's so beautiful. Views of the ocean, jungle. There's a sloth that lives on site that had a baby recently. It's just like incredible. A hummingbird. baby sloth. I know, right? Like if that's not a reason to go, I don't know what is. <laughs> But the name of the retreat is Follow Your Bliss to Costa Rica and Beyond. And that is what we're going to be doing. There's all these activities that I have curated just for you that with the I, with the purpose of cultivating bliss and happiness and joy. And so you're going to be in this magical bubble with no distractions of outside life where you can really focus on just experiencing true bliss. So then you could have a clearer vision of what it is that you want in life. And with this retreat, you'll also be leaving with a new sense of purpose and an an actual action plan on how to take what happened at the retreat and implement it into your regular life when you get home. And there'll even be some meetings that we'll have together after so we can see how you're doing and really support you to like freaking rock your life and live your best life ever. And so I would love it for you to come. So if that is something that interests you, go to my Instagram at rocking life with two underscores and DM me the word Costa Rica and I'll hook you up with all of the deets. And if you're listening to this podcast way in the future and this retreat already happened, then still check me out at rocking. You can go to my website, rockinglife.com and see what else I have going on because there might be another retreat. There may be my ADHD business program that I'm launching. Um, lots of other things. So you could check me out there. That sounds so amazing. Yeah, I'm like, over the moon excited for, well, I don't want March 1st to happen because I want to go to fish first. (laughs) 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 But I'm looking forward to that time. Yeah, awesome. Definitely check that out. And check us out on Instagram at Groove Therapy Podcast. And of course, Join our Facebook community, as we've already mentioned, at Group Therapy Podcast Community. Follow us on all of the places. And if you happen to be on Apple Podcasts, then please leave us a rating or a review. That's really helpful for other people to find out about us, too. Yes. Yay. I think that's all the things. Yeah. We want to thank Osiris for being amazing. We love you. That's right. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you so much for listening. We so appreciate you and love you, too. Yes, we hope that you have the most incredible, magical day ever that is wherever your intuition takes you because that is where you are supposed to be. And good luck on your journey. (laughs) Yes. Until next time. Okay, bye. Bye. Bye.